This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. It's now 5.42 and it's time for today on Twitter where it's about local legends and Langkawi. So Langkawi and Masuri are both trending. Um, This is coming on news that a seventh generation descendant of Masuri visited the island. Um, Her name is one Aisha Wan Nawawi. She was on a two-day vacation last Thursday with her husband and son. And okay, look, I know that we're going to get varying questions about when exactly a genera- when exactly this generational curse was lifted, um, because the whole point is that it was lifted in what 1986, I think something like that. Yes. Um, but anyway, she is believed to have ended the curse um, on Masuri's the whole seventh generation curse deal when the island received its duty free status, and now she's visiting. So yes, um, it, it's it's been quite widely reported. Lots of photos coming out as well. A quick primer, if you don't know much about Masuri, um, she's of course the famous legend to come out of Langkawi. She was supposed to be, uh, she was a young woman who lived in Langkawi in the 18th century, considered to be the most beautiful woman in the whole island. And she was then accused of being unfaithful to her husband who had gone to war on behalf of Kadah against Thailand. So um, the villagers tied her to a tree and uh, she was sentenced to death, but none of their daggers or swords worked on her. Uh, there is a nefarious Penghulu, who was supposed to have been involved in this as well. Um, After the execution failed, Masuri, who had resigned herself to her fate, uh, told her to, um, told the villagers to kill her with her father's ceremonial caress. And when she was stabbed, white blood flowed from her wounds. Uh, This was supposed to have basically exonerate her and signify her innocence. And with her dying breath, she cursed Langkawi to have seven generations of bad luck. Following which there were raids and fires and Mm -hmm. battles and things not growing and crops dying and all the rest of it. Yes. So um, a lot of people believe that this um, curse has been the cause of uh, Langkawi facing a series of uh, misfortunes, including, as you said, crops failing, and that it was only after the end of the 20th century that Langkawi began to prosper as a tourist destination, supposedly when that seventh generation came. Uh, So, Anyway, whether you buy into this or not, Twitter certainly has been having a field day (laughs) with this news of the descendant returning to Langkawi. So uh, Azira says, never thought I'd live to see the end of a seven generation curse in folklore, which is, see, this is just so dependent on when in the timeline you live. This is true, right? Because of course, if you were born at the point where it was like a second generation, third generation thing, then sure. But if you're born around the time of the sixth or seventh generation, then there's a good shot. Uh, Meanwhile, we also have uh, Hadi Azmi who says, people questioning how someone can claim to be a descendant of Masuri shows the state of history and genealogy among Malaysians. Just because you don't know your ancestors doesn't mean that others also don't. Through my mum and her mum, I can also trace back seven generations to one Muhammad Arshad in Banjar Masin, Kalimantan, who died in 1812. Masuri is said to have been murdered in 1890. Given her prominence, wouldn't be weird for someone in the family to keep a record. I agree, and that's actually a great bit of history, right? Um, I wonder how many people actually are able to trace their families back and uh, whether they make an effort to. Um, Colin, meanwhile, says, The curse is only now ending. The first time I read about the Masuri legend was in primary school, where it ended with, Well, the curse is over because Langkawi is now a world famous tourist destination. And that was almost 40 years ago. Um, to 
be a little bit more somber about this. I've heard others say something to the effect of, sure, Langkawi is prospering as a tourist destination, but that doesn't mean everyone who lives in Langkawi has mm. been rewarded by that. And there's actually a fair amount of poverty still on the island and they link that back to this curse as well. Oh, bless you for going there. I was going to math it. <laughs> Which is another way of looking yes. at it. But but that's very valid. And I think that actually this is something that most of us who visit island cities or islands known for tourism perhaps need to be more cognizant of because it is very easy to have that cognitive dissonance when you're on a holiday at a five-star resort mm-hmm. and not see the, the truth of that as well. But in response to Colin's more mathematical question... Uh, the curse isn't only now ending, I think. The curse would have ended when the seventh generation was born, not necessarily when the seventh generation returned to the island. So I think that's how it's mathed out. So, wait, seven generations of bad luck. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, when, yeah, when, the seventh, yeah, so yeah. when the seventh generation is born, mm-hmm. in other words, sometime in the 80s, yeah. then it would have ended. Yes. This is just a sort of like, oh, they're now coming back. Yeah, yeah. which is nice. Uh, we have uh, Kila who says, I have a question. Didn't Masuri die? Yes. How does she have descendants? Uh, so, I for some reason, thought that she had a child. But I, I now, I don't know whether that's necessarily the case. I think it's partly because different folk tales will tell different versions. But the other part of it is, of course, she came from parents mm-hmm. who might have had other children and who therefore may then have had children. In which case, broadly speaking, in the Masuri genealogy, you could argue. Yes, yes. Descendants, I think, can mean just people descended from your your same family line. Uh, let's see. This is a nice one. Um, Alang says, so when are we going to have a movie about Masuri? I believe some exist, but I think the time is ripe. I love the Masuri legend. I once watched a stage musical that blew my mind when I was a kid. I'd love to see it on screen. It's high drama, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's really ripe for a good adaptation. I cannot emphasize enough good because otherwise it could go awry in a number of different ways. Meanwhile, uh, Yen says, I know Miss Masuri is fuming right now and planning to continue the contract for the curse. <laughs> but why Yen? Why so dark? You know, I, seven generations of vengeance is a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Geppetto says, I think that most people still can't get their head around the fact that Masuri is real and not just folklore. Which is actually a message that came in. Um, Winston says, um, the Langkawi Legenda Masuri was a Sejara Donging during my school days. I didn't know it was true. And um, she's, I mean, she's a real person. Mm-hmm. What the... St- how much of the story, the white blood and so on, the curse, you can do, I guess you can read that any number of ways. But no, she's a real historical figure. We're talking about Masuri and Langkawi because they're both trending. Uh, this comes on. Uh, this comes as news that Masuri's seventh generation descendant has visited the island. Let us know what are your favorite local folk tales or legends. You can call double seven double three two nine hundred. WhatsApp zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine. Tweet us at BFM Radio, BFM eighty nine point nine. Bombing frustrated minds. BFM eighty nine point nine. It's 5.55. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Sharmila and Lynn. And we've been talking about Masuri for the last half an hour. Uh, and that's because on Twitter, Masuri and Langkawi are trending uh, on account of the seventh generation descendant visiting Langkawi. So we've been asking you for your thoughts on that, but also what's your favourite local folktale or legend? You can call double seven double three two nine hundred, WhatsApp 018-789-8899, tweet us at BFM Radio. We do have some messages. 
Well, let's start with Lok, who says, it seems like the curse has breached Langkawi's boundaries, which is such a bleak message, Lok, and partly because if, if it has, then are we part of the seventh generation lifting I, I was or ask, not? Like, like, has it been lifted? Has the first generation just started? Right. It, it's like, the rest are the rest of us. Does it cross? Imagine being, imagine knowing that you're now under a seven generation curse, but you're the first generation. Yeah. That's bleak. Yeah, we're back on the beach with the white blood. <laughs> We also have Seaman saying, why was the legend of Langkawi only from the point of view of the lady? Why was the man not caught? You can't have an affair without the other person. Okay, firstly, um, just to say, you can't have an affair at all if one person refuses to have the affair. Yes, which is what the story is. Yes, so I just wanted to clarify that first and foremost. That's Penghulu, I tell you. Ah, Especially in case the curse has in fact breached the boundaries. Let us be very clear about our reporting. But also, this is a sad trait, isn't it, of a lot of folk tales and mm. fairy tales that the, the woman is especially in the older versions, right? Before they get Disney-fied or before they get cleaned up and illustrated and all that. The the old darker versions often have very dark endings for often women in particular. Yes. Um, and, and, you know, I'm glad actually to see that um, off late we're seeing people kind of uh, change those things mm. around, tell stories from other points of view. Uh, we have Siuha um, also reflecting something that's come up quite a bit. Oh my, Masuri is real and not Shrita Donging? Yes. No, it's a real story. <laughs> She's descended from Thailand. <laughs> She's a real person. Um Meanwhile, Didi says, we need a movie on Putri Gunung Ledang as well. And I, okay, I'm just going to take this in the spirit in which it was offered and say there have been two. So um, it, unless you want another one, unless you want a new one, although I do think that the second is still is still a classic and by the way, is available to watch on yes. streaming. So Yeah, I mean, I think Tiara Jacqueline and M. Nasir's uh, Putri Gunung Ledang is kind of definitive. So yeah. there are other legends that I'd love to see. Uh, meanwhile, we have... Jasper saying, I read somewhere that Tunku, our first PM, was the one that pieced the whole Masuri story together. This was when he was posted to Langkawi, when he was a district officer, making too many demands from the British, just sharing. I did not know that. I'm not sure if that's I, I, I'd love to go and read up about it and see whether that's actually a true factoid. Yeah, I'm quite curious. Um, I also love the description of making too many demands from the British. <laughs> that's a mild way of putting what happened. Um Pache says, shouldn't the curse get lifted with the eighth generation? Seven generations were cursed. I don't know. Um, uh, the generational curse math is doing my head in. Okay, but, 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 um, the the descendant in question um, who has visited Langkawi, um, she brought with her her son. So uh, one Aisha brought her husband and son with her. So there is, in fact, already right. an eighth generation. Either Very way, smart. We're covered. Let us know. Uh, what's your favourite local folktale or legend? Um, are you a fan of the Masuri story? Clearly, many people thought it wasn't real. You can call 77332900, WhatsApp 018-789-8899, tweet us at BFM Radio. So keep it here, BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my, BFM 89.9, The Business Station.